special sauce that brings the bun together is none other than Antoine behind the scenes, and we love to give the people the only beats. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is the Bun Beats Volume 3. You heard? You heard? It's a cool thing. I knew he wanted the right away, right? So I was like, fuck you, like, fine. And I go, I'm like, I know in my head, I'm like, okay, I ha- I'm in the zone right now. I'm not coming back. I just did one, went down, and I was like, you can see it in the clip. I ollie off the curb, and I look back at him, and I'm like, and he's like, and then that was when I knew. I was like, it's fucking over. Thank yes. you. So sweet, Lord. <laughs> and that was like, I got, yeah, that was like the best probably feeling of my life.
it wasn't even Darth Vader. It was like Homer Simpson choke. Like the two hands, you know, like oh. like how he chokes Bart, you know. But like this fool Tony Tave is like, dude, this fool's like made of muscle, bro. And he had some crazy like kung fu shit that he did with his <laughs> neck. So I'm like trying harder to choke him. And like it, it was not phasing the dude. Julian Davidson was like randomly like walking by. I, I might have even like taken one hand off Tony's neck and I might have gone for a chokehold on him too. <laughs> Some people be trying to protect it. You know what I'm saying? Like, some niggas be trying to protect shit that it's not that big of a deal, bro. Let that shit go. Yeah. Like, what you heard? What you heard?
was sleeping on the floor of the hotel. We went out to the bar and got wasted. And Lou was, like, kind of into, like, backyard wrestling for some reason. So I came in and I, I elbow dropped him in his sleep. <laughs> And, and his first reaction was just kick me in the face as hard as he could. He had to, like, leave the trip because he broke his foot Damn. on my face.
must have been 15-ish. I don't know what got into him, but he was literally probably your biggest fan. Like, And for some reason, seeing you in person, I don't know what it triggered in him, but it was like the bad side of him came out. And he was like, yo, Darrell. There's a tenster at the front of the building. Front three it. And you're like, uh, nah, like, I'm just gonna chill. And he's like, you're a fossy. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. what's, a, what's a fossy? Like, we all went quiet, like, oh no. Shake our heads. We're like, please don't say it, no. And then he's like, oh, bitch. <laughs>
because we get so accustomed to that that self-employed lifestyle, even though if you don't realize it, you know, when you're a kid and and you get so used to that lifestyle, and it, it's definitely a transition for, for skateboarders to do stuff like that. Definitely would like to educate skateboarders on that transition and, and how to, to keep that lifestyle. I don't think any athlete, regardless of what you do, wants to, wants to go sit in a cubicle after all that. but I think it's sometimes it, it helps me because it helps me it helps push me because skateboarding dude is scary like some of the shit like you got to do is like scary as hell I'll get super pissed off and I'll punch myself in the head and I'll just like slam my shoe over my head or something like just to get pumped And she's like, hey, Matt, come here. 
was like, what? She's like, Matt, you're not gonna believe this, but Rodney Mullins on the phone. What? <laughs> yeah, it still to this day blows my mind. And so, at 10 years old, that was like, that's the moment for sure.